Welcome to Day 86 of Shaped by the Word. I'm Paul Kemp here with Cindy Kemp and David Keefe. And uh, we continue our journey through the book of Acts. Uh, Yesterday we have experienced one of the most moving scenes in the Gospel of Acts as Paul has the elders from Ephesus meet him and uh, they pray together. And Paul shares his heart with them and he announces to them they'll probably never see his face again. And uh, then he encourages them to, uh, to shepherd the flock uh, of which the Holy Spirit has made them overseers and which he bought with his blood, which Christ bought with his blood. Mm-hmm. And then we uh, have Paul pressing on to Jerusalem. His desire is to be there uh, you know, by the festival of Pentecost. Uh, before we dig into uh, Acts chapter 21, why don't we uh, offer ourselves and offer this moment to the Lord as we always do when we read the scripture, realizing we have more than just a great story here. We have the heart of God revealed to us for our edification to build us up and to cause us to love him more deeply serve him more completely know him more fully Uh, so before we do that david why don't you lift us up yeah let's pray and father it is that that we do pray that as we do look to your scriptures we would love you more that you would build us up and and that you would through your spirit um, give us the strength and the energies to follow you more faithfully Thank you so much for, for Paul and, and the example he gives us here in this passage. Thank you so much for your word. And we do ask that as it is living and as it is active, that it would do its work in our lives today. And may it convict us where we need conviction and encourage us where we need encouragement. And fix our That's eyes right. on Jesus. We pray this all in his name. Amen. We pick up the story in chapter 21, verse 1. After we had torn ourselves away from them, the elders at Ephesus and their families, we put out to sea and sailed straight to Kos. The next day we went to Rhodes and from there to Patera. We found a ship crossing over to Phoenicia, went on board and set sail. After sighting Cyprus and passing to the south of it, we sailed to Syria. We landed at Tyre, where our ship was to unload its cargo. We sought out the disciples there and stayed with them seven days. The Spirit, they urged Paul not to go on to Jerusalem. It was time to leave. We left and continued on our way. All of them, including wives and children, accompanied us out of the city. And there on the beach, we knelt to pray. And after saying goodbye to each other, we went aboard the ship, and they returned home. We continued our voyage from Tyre and went at Ptolemyus, where we greeted the brothers and sisters and stayed with them for a day. Leaving the next day, we reached Caesarea and stayed at the house of Philip the Evangelist, one of the seven. He had four unmarried daughters who prophesied. After he'd been there a number of days, a prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. Coming over to us, he took Paul's belt, tied his own hands and feet with it, and said, The Holy Spirit says, in this way the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem will bind the owner of this belt and will hand him over to the Gentiles. When we heard this, we and the people there pleaded with Paul not to go to Jerusalem. Then Paul answered, Why are you weeping and breaking my heart? I'm ready not only to be bound, but also to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. When he would not be dissuaded, we gave up and said, The Lord's will be done. After this, we started on our way up to Jerusalem. Some of the disciples from Caesarea accompanied us and brought us to the home of Mason, there uh, where we were to stay. He was a man from Cyprus and one of the early disciples. When we arrived at Jerusalem, the brothers and sisters received us warmly. The next day, Paul and the rest of us went to see James, and all the elders were present. Paul greeted them and reported in detail what God had done among the Gentiles through his ministry. When they heard this, they praised God. Then they said to Paul, You see, brother, how many thousands of Jews have believed, and all of them are zealous for the law. 
that had been formed that you teach all the Jews who live among the Gentiles to turn away from Moses, telling them not to circumcise their children or live according to our customs. What shall we do? I will certainly hear that you have come, so do what we tell you. There are four men with us who have made a vow. Take these men, join in their purification rites, and pay their expenses so that they can have their heads shaved. Then everyone will know that there is no truth in these reports about you, but that you yourself are living in obedience to the law. As for the Gentile believers, we have written to them our decision that they should abstain from food sacrificed to idols, from blood, from the meat of strangled animals, and from sexual immorality. The next day, Paul took the men and purified himself along with them. Then he went to the temple to give notice of the date when the day of purification would end and the offering would be made for each of them. When the seven days were nearly over, some Jews from the province of Asia saw Paul at the temple. They stirred up the whole crowd and seized him, shouting, Fellow Israelites, help us. This is a man who teaches everyone everywhere against our people and our law in this place. And besides, he has brought Greeks into the temple and has defiled this holy place. They had previously seen Trophimus, the Ephesian, in the city with Paul, and assumed that Paul had brought him into the temple. The whole city was aroused, and the people came running from all directions. Seizing Paul, they dragged him from the temple, and immediately the gates were shut. While they were trying to kill him, news reached the commander of the Roman troops that the whole city of Jerusalem was in an uproar. He at once took some officers and soldiers and ran down to the crowd. When the rioters saw the commander and his soldiers, they stopped beating Paul. The commander came up and arrested him and ordered him to be bound with two chains. Then he asked who he was and what he had done. Some of the crowd shouted one thing and some another. And since the commander could not get at the truth because of the uproar, he ordered that Paul be taken into the barracks. When Paul reached the steps, the violence of the mob was so great that he had to be carried by the soldiers. The crowd that followed kept shouting, get rid of him. The soldiers were about to take Paul into the barracks. He asked the commander, may I say something to you? Do you speak Greek, he replied. Aren't you the Egyptian who started a revolt that led 4,000 terrorists out into the wilderness some time ago? Paul answered, I'm a Jew from Tarsus in Cilicia, a citizen of no ordinary city. Please let me speak to the people. After receiving the commander's permission, Paul stood on the steps and motioned to the crowd. When they were all silent, he said to them in Aramaic, and what an unfortunate break we have right here. <laughs> dun, so we dun, will dun. have to leave you <laughs> leave you hanging until tomorrow uh, to find out what exactly Paul did say to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but what a moving scene um, as the disciples you know, come back and report everything that God had done. Uh, mm-hmm. James and all the elders are quick to rejoice, but they already have a caution. So many people have come mm-hmm. uh, you know, to know the Lord. Uh, but they are still zealous for the law, and they're hearing stories about you, how you speak against us and how you speak against this place and how you speak against the law of Moses. So we need you to be very careful as you walk into the city. It's it's already a, a powder keg, and we see the powder keg explode. Yeah. So what are some of the things that stick out as you read this passage? You know, one of the things I like, and it's, it's kind of just a small little moment here mm-hmm. at the kind of start of the passage, but obviously Paul's had a very emotional scene as he just left in the previous chapter. And now again here, you know, as, as he's going out with the disciples, he stays there for some time. Um, and when he left and went on his way, all of them, including wives and children, accompanied him out of the city. And there on the beach, you know, we knelt to pray. And I love just getting to see kind of that whole picture of all oh, these families together yeah. with mm-hmm. Paul and, mm-hmm. you know, even over some of these pandemic pan, pandemic days, you know, we've been gathering a little differently at church and 
you know, it has been kind of different. I was wondering how you would bring the pandemic into this. Well, we, you know, we've had kids in our services and and in, in our outdoor gatherings, and you know, it's just so different for us sometimes to have everyone kind of together. But just seeing that mm-hmm. pattern here in the scriptures and again to kind of share on that the last few months has been a rich time, mm-hmm. and so just love getting to see that little touch there in the passage. No, and then of course you even have that you know in verse twenty one, where it describes a se- you know separation it says we tore ourselves away from them mm-hmm. and speaking mm-hmm. and you know it was so hard it was like a painful rip mm-hmm. uh, knowing that we wouldn't see their faces again they wouldn't see us again and how deeply we loved them and how deeply we were vested you know in each other's each other's lives it's just a great picture of um you know who paul was he was so loved um i think sometimes paul gets a i don't know a disservice to you know being kind of harsh or he's so he's he speaks forthright and very strong but he is so loved and i love seeing that too and um and they realize that he is going into these hot pockets and you know that his life is in danger he's loved and hated Uh, in this passage (laughs) exactly no matter you know no matter where he goes the holy spirit is revealing you know to the prophets that were part of you you the early church that uh when he gets there that uh he will experience uh, you know, your great hardship. Yeah. And uh, and that is exactly what happens here. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. You, know, you have to you, you have to love you have to love it. Paul is making a big move, you mm-hmm. know, toward them uh, as he uh, takes these four people who've had a Nazarite vow, and it's just a you know a temporary vow that you 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 can make, you know, for the point of dedication something that they wanted to accomplish or something that was deeply important to them to do and uh, they ask them to sponsor them to pay the purification rights and to be purified along with them and to walk into the temple and they're almost through with the seven days you know as they walk in there so the setup is you know is kind of rich even as he's making these big moves toward the jewish people you know, they see him and the powder keg is set off. They'd seen Trophimus. They'd already had, mm-hmm. you know, Gentiles in the city. That was probably too much for them to have him in the mm-hmm. city. They assumed that he had gone into the temple, temple. courts. Uh, they immediately, uh, you know, stir up, you know, stir up, you know, the crowd. They're throwing their, you know, jackets off and throwing dust in the air, which <laughs> means, they're, you know, they're, they're really serious about, yeah. you know, what's going on, uh, you know, and, and getting ready, you know, preparing to stone him and, and of course we're even told by luke if the romans hadn't intervened paul would have died right there in the in the temple court and i i love just how this all ties in to even what you know paul said in 13 why are you weeping and breaking my heart i'm ready not only to be bound but also to die in jerusalem for the name of the lord jesus um just reminds me of just that philippian passage you know christ will be exalted by life or death but to live is christ and to die is gain and yet that's his attitude you know it's um yeah and and even in other times when he talks about you know i want to complete the race and testify you know and testify to the lord jesus christ so if that's in life or in death uh, you know I'm, i'm prepared for either one of those yeah, and he was, I mean, he really had that mindset. So it's incredible how he uh, he moved through all this uh, great trauma. And then we have, uh, you know, Paul, you know, being an amazing man. You know, he said, I am from, you know, Tarsus, no 
a no ordinary city. Yeah. Uh, you know, translated in the old King James, no mean city, uh, which hmm. you know actually means that it is a you know is a cosmopolitan area where, you know, he was both enriched in his Jewish heritage. Uh, Eden's parents sent him to Jerusalem mm-hmm. to learn under the very best, you know, teachers, you know, in the city of Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he is also enriched in Greek heritage. So, mm-hmm. whenever he speaks, you know, to the commander in Greek, the commander's going, "What?" Mm-hmm. And uh, we don't see, you know, people that are willing to speak our language or can speak it, you know, so well. And, and of course, he's a little bit confused about him. He said, "Aren't you the Egyptian guy?" <laughs> you know, that, uh, <laughs> ran away with three rumors, three thousand about yeah, him. Three thousand. <laughs> no, he's still out there, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's a, well, there is a, a actually a, a Felix had it captured him, but anyway, uh, Josephus tells the same story, and of course, mm-hmm. the commander said, "Who ran away? What, was it three thousand? No, four thousand. Four thousand yeah. terrorists. Yeah, Sicarius. I like this dagger man." Uh, oh. You know, followed you know with him, which mm-hmm. is just kind of a nice sounding word, Sicarius. Yeah. Josephus tells the story, and he says forty thousand oh. or thirty thousand had followed wow. him into the wilderness. So evidently, the Roman estimation is probably a little bit closer to the truth. Uh, <laughs> we often have exaggerated history, you know, from Josephus and us. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he is amazed, you know, that he can speak Greek. The crowd is amazed. You know, will be amazed in the next chapter that he speaks to them in their own language and this mm-hmm. is Paul doing you know what Corinthians you know what he said he did in Corinthians he becomes all things to all people so that by all possible means mm-hmm. he might save some to mm-hmm. those who are under the law I become like one under the law to those without the law I become like one uh, without without the law mm-hmm. and it's his ability to uh, relate to the Romans his ability you know to relate you know to the Jews to a to a point they've, they've had a they've had enough of him uh, in the next chapter, we'll find a, a stirring speech, but he'll mention the word Gentiles, and when he mentions the word Gentiles, it's 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 all over. Mm-hmm. Even though the gospel, you know, from the beginning, uh, Abraham was called to be a blessing to the nations, it was something that the Jewish people mm-hmm. could never quite grasp. But the gospel, uh, they weren't chosen to be the end right. of God's mm-hmm. work; they were chosen to be the instrument of God's work. Uh, and uh, it was something that never really came to fruition until the disciples are spread out by persecution. So an interesting passage, and we will follow Paul in the next few weeks through several, um, you know, several different trials. And he uses the trials not so much to defend himself, but to defend the name of Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be interesting oh, cool. all the mm-hmm. way through. Amazing. So, Cindy, why don't you close us with a word sure, of prayer? Sure, sure. Father, we do thank you for your word and just the the life of Christ, uh, life of Paul and that is uh, seen in in Scripture. And Father, just somehow we too that might that we might say that to to die would be gain, to live as Christ, and and to step into um, suffering the way he did. Lord, um, thank you that you have called us to yourself, but you have um, enabled us and equipped us and given us all that we need for life and for godliness. And uh, it's because of Christ, and it's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen.